Hola, mi gente. This is a saying that I got from the Vida show. It's on stars and from the host Aki Entrenos, which sidebar I will be a guest on and will be promoting it on my Instagram when it comes out. If you're not following, make sure to do so at Amigapreneur. And also, I wanted to apologize for my last podcast episode, um, Manifesting as a 15-Year-Old. I really try to use my mic and it just <laughs> was not working out. So I decided to try another way so that the audio is better. So I'm hoping that this will be better audio and I'm hoping to get a better mic soon because I do want to record more podcasts and I'm starting to put myself more out there. For those of you that are new here, um, make sure to subscribe for amazing interview with BIWOC entrepreneurs, spiritpreneurs, and creatives. We are speaking about, yes, business, but we actually go deeper on how life transitions transform them and allow them to live their purpose, their dream-filled life. Definitely check out those past episodes for some amazing and inspirational stories. So I'm back and I've been working behind the scenes on launching my beta course with some amazing soul clients that align with what I'm building. I'm actually super excited. Not sure if I shared this, but last year uh, during quarantine, I got laid off. And after months of searching for a job, I decided to launch my business full on where I help BiWalk move through life transition with courage, confidence, and compassion. In the past, I had been freelancing and I'd get writing gigs and I'd work with um, some amazing um, entrepreneurial women and I was just doing it here and there and this was my my side project my passion project I, I loved interviewing I love you know creating a platform but I hadn't really fully gone in and I think that I just you know when quarantine happened and um, I got laid off and then you know I was able to get unemployment I decided, you know, to do both. So what I've been doing is I joined a mastermind. I got an amazing mentor, mentors actually, and I'm doing it, you guys, uh, while still searching for a job that aligns with my purpose. At this point, I'm, I'm pretty much putting myself out there and putting my faith and spirit in the universe that whatever is aligned for me will be be it a soulful business or a job that speaks to my soul. Hey, maybe even both, right? And at the end of it, um, I may get the opportunity to choose. Right now, this is what, what really feels good for me. And it's definitely, I think when it comes to, you know, manifesting and envisioning and all that, we have to just put ourselves out there, even when we're scared, even when we, we don't know what's going to work out. And you don't have to choose one path. You know, a lot of the times they'll say, you have to full, full on. And it's usually a very masculine energy. And I think with, with femininity, you know, we're such creators, we're able to flow, um, follow our intuition. And that's what I'm doing, right? I'm not limiting myself on one way of doing it. I'm being open and whatever seems to be working and just feels really good for me. I'm continuing to do it even when I'm scared. And when you do things when you're scared, it helps grow your confidence. Even when I put out reels, even when I put out, you know, some of my writing, you know, on my social media, I, whenever those days I'm having doubt or I need to feel proud of myself, I'll just go check my social media and check out my reels, which I never thought 
that I would be doing, that I would put myself out on video like that, that I would be dancing on video, that I would be writing in such a transparent way and being so open. And I just look back and I just did my, my first live webinar on introspection and journaling and I was very scared you know I had done a few like events and things here and there but this was more like full-on owning me and what I'm doing and it was really scary but once I did it I was so it just feels so good when you do something that that you think you can't number one and number two that you're just so afraid of so I I would really encourage you to do things that scare you because honestly, at the other side of that, regardless of how it goes, I'm telling you, I've had times where I really effed up and was so embarrassed. And I even would say to myself, oh, I should have done that. How embarrassing. But at the end of it, like I wouldn't have got to this point of being more like willing to do things that scared me and things that I can fail at had I not failed and then knowing what that is and then keep going and adjust and keep going. So I would just encourage you to do scary things, to get more connected to your feminine and just start putting yourself out there a bit of a time and doing listening to your intuition and what feels right for you. That's my update. <laughs> so today I jumped on here because I don't really talk about my journey. I bring amazing women on here. But I've also like been told that I don't really share who I am or what I do and what I've like gone through and what really got me here. I shared a bit about my childhood um, because I believe that it's important for our community when we talk about domestic violence, when we talk about addiction. I am a child of immigrants and I'm also an immigrant myself and we we have all these struggles and so many things and we we don't have access to that mental health that we need i feel and and we're told that you should take so much right and therapy is not really a thing that is talked about in our community you know in the latinx community and i feel that if we had more stories and more people speaking on this we can normalize it and people can go get the help that they need. And perhaps if we had that, my parents or the way that I grew up, if we had more access and um, it, things would have been different, right? But we can't go back. Um, those are lessons that we learned. And now I'm doing, I've done that for myself. And now, you know, my daughter is is a benefactor of that, right? Changing our, the cycle in our family is changing all of that. So again, I come on here and I speak about my childhood, but I don't really speak on like how that kind of affected me as an adult and what was the result and the patterns. I um, mean, kind of like what brought me to today. So today I'm going to be speaking on identity loss, uh, which for me really leads, um, more to like your purpose-filled life believe it or not it's definitely not an easy journey but it's so worth it at the end if if you decide to to really do the introspection and the work that identity loss and your and transition life transition and it is asking of us right it, it is a gift although it doesn't feel like it in the beginning so let's talk about identity loss Identity loss is usually a signal that you're feeling stuck. It's that life is letting you know that the person um, that you are doesn't, per doesn't, that the life, excuse me, that we have doesn't fit the person that we're becoming. 
And for many of us, because we have this fear and we get overwhelmed about what's next, we, ta- we tend to take no action on this. And that's where that feeling of feeling stuck comes. And it's just like you don't know what to do. For a better example, Linda Rossetti, she's the author of Women in Transition. She describes it at when we start to question our identity, our worth, our sense of self, our contribution, we've actually hit a life transition. And... What can really cause life transition are things like job loss, loss in finances, divorce, end of a relationship, quarantine, although that I feel like that was a a, a transition for us as a collective. And sometimes it could just even be your unhappiness with life, right? Pre-quarantine, it may have been like exacerbated by quarantine, like it really made you sit with yourself and say like, I'm really not as happy as I should be. And there's like two reasons that that comes up. And one of them is, you know, this can't be it, which is in the past, I'll tell you a little bit more of my story was something that came up for, for me. And a lot of people do all the right things, right? They go to school, they get the education, they do everything. I, I would say, you know, speaking as as many like children of immigrants is you know we do what we're supposed to do because our parents came to this country and they wanted better for us and we do what we're supposed to do and then we get to that point where we're quote unquote living that nice white picket fence you know the house you know all the things that are supposed to make you happy and we realize that we're not happy and I think for a lot of um, POCs I think what what happens with that is that you know, we we have surpassed the statistics, right? The stereotypes. Um, I think I, I can speak for myself as a single mom, as a, as a Latina, as a as an immigrant. My daughter going to college and soon to go get her master's, and being a teen mom, that was huge, right? It's like, why are you not happy? Like, you should be happy. You surpassed all of these things. Why are you not happy? You you should just automatically be so happy, right? And the other one is dreams deferred, right? Um, If you didn't grow up that way, and that also I feel like had in a way applied to me, I, you're the type of person that you never had time for your dreams, right? Like you were more on the survival mode side where you were just were doing what needed to get done. You know, Um, you were making sure that you know you were making grown decisions I say way before you were grown you were probably taking care of your brothers you were you know financially probably you're still doing it now so there was never really a time to dream like you never had that like so what are you going to be when you grow up and what school are you going to go to and what do you want to do you never really sat with that feeling of like what do I really want I certainly didn't I was on survival mode for a very long time hustling just making shit happen and I definitely didn't sit with myself and and think like wow what are my dreams and what I you want to do and what do I want to be when I grow up like that thing was that just was crazy talk right like no one has time for that get the hustling like handle your business do what you got to do. And I carried that over as a single mom. And that's not obviously all bad. It's great when when you can, you know, get yourself out of situations and create something out of it, right? But it's not good when you're on survival mode and you never take time to breathe, to to notice that now you're safe, now you can introspect, now you can dream. And you get to that point where you're just like, 
I have deferred my dreams and honestly, I don't even know what those dreams are. And so you get to that point. And for me, I remember sitting in my car when I was working in corporate, working at a law firm that was like the top five, I believe, you know, in the U.S., getting paid very well. And I, at the time, I was like only like 23, 24. Um, I had all the, the bells and whistles, you know, the benefits, the bonus at the end of the year. I was moving up. Um, they were paying for my school. Like, it was a prestigious law firm, you know. And um, there was something in me when I would sit in my car and I would think, this can't be it. And I felt shame in that because I felt like I should just be grateful I was making more money than my parents combined at my age and I had all of these opportunities and I spoke English and you know I was getting my education it's like I why do I want more like when is it ever going to be enough kind of thing obviously those words didn't you know I didn't think about that but I just I just had all these feelings that I couldn't really articulate or like process or, you know, like I just knew that I wasn't happy and I kept asking myself, is this it, you know? And sitting there in my car feeling, you know, like, look at me, I have a car, I, I can pay my car note. I have, you know, I've moved my daughter into a really nice neighborhood. I've, I've been able to give her um, a better life than I had. I, I set out a goal for her to have a better life and I'm doing that. and you know, why, why am I not happy? You know? So fast forward, I ended up getting laid off from that law firm and they uh, gave me a great severance package. And I decided, you know, something kept gnawing at me, like there has to be more. It's not here. You know, I was living in San Diego at the time. It's not here. And something told me like to, moved to LA you know and so I ended up moving to Los Angeles and I you know when I did I, I remember sitting down I'm like I cannot believe I moved to LA like I saw the boxes everywhere and there I was sitting you know in LA and uh, <laughs> I was like wow I can't believe I did it you know and I didn't really know what was next I was going through a transition of moving cities my daughter was getting ready to you know she was what 15 16 at the time she'd be leaving high school soon and going off to college and I think that's what was pushing me to really like own what I wanted stop deferring your dreams but I never really been asked what my dream was really and what I wanted to do when everything started taking a halt when I started really losing my identity and realizing that I never really had one I just had a title and I clung to certain things was when my daughter headed to college I'm gonna take a quick water break guys so what ended up you know trickling this effect of my loss of identity falling into a deep depression. I've talked about this um, on my Instagram in a lot more open again, because I feel we need to talk about that. And I want my community to start normalizing this. So I've been open, but I realized like I don't get on the podcast and really talk about my journey and what happened, right? I just kind of give those snippets. Um, but yeah, so when my daughter headed off to college, Oh my God, guys, I felt 
like she went to college and I remember sitting on that couch and I was like, I am a fucking warrior. Like I did that shit. You know, I did it. I, you know, went ahead and like was able to, to send her off to college. Like I did it. But then what came after that was that I realized like, oh my God, she's off to college. Like I am no, like something just like kind of left my body as far as like realizing that mm, I wasn't a single mom anymore. Like that title somehow, even though I was right, she was still my daughter and I was still single mom, but like she wasn't there. She wasn't the thing pushing me anymore. And I remember, you know, I was just really, really sad, which is normal. A lot of empty nesters when their children leave for college, it's a sad thing. But for me, because I was so young, like, I, I really couldn't relate to anybody. You know, there was really no, no people that had kids in college were, you know, in, in their, in their late forties or fifties, you know, maybe in the sixties, but like, they were certainly not in their 30s, right? Like that was who has a kid that goes to college that young. And I just felt so out of place. At that time, I sunk into a very deep depression because I didn't know that I was losing my identity. I didn't know how attached I was to being a single mom. And I certainly didn't know that the reason for that attachment was due to past trauma. So because of that depression, I started having this breakdown and I lost my job and soon thereafter I lost my car (laughs) and then I lost my apartment and it just kept feeling like there was nothing I can do to grab onto anything everything just like became very chaotic and it turned almost into like three years of this of not being able to get a job and then get another job and then finding it hard to to maintain it and then I'd be so afraid when I did get a job right I'd be afraid that I was going to lose it and that I wasn't going to be able to maintain it and then uh, my depression had me almost blacking out and I couldn't concentrate like people would say like the normal normal things and I would just I couldn't hold a sentence together I couldn't hold to a list that had more than two things on it and I had bluer vision And I was just thinking like, what the fuck is happening to me? I am someone that's been on their own since I was 15. I have been making shit happen since before making shit happen. Like even before 15, I had been making shit happen. And for me not to be able to, someone who um, was on their own since I was 15, raised a daughter, right? Got her to college, worked in corporate America, excelled in that. How the fuck can I not hold down a job? Like what is happening? And that was a lot of shame and guilt, you know, and then not even to maintain a job and not being able to quote unquote, get it together. And so I remember that I had, you know, I was living in this one apartment. I was from apartment to apartment. I was finally able to, you know, I got some roommates and I remember it was really bad at one point and I was laying on the floor, like literally in the fetal position. And I was thinking like, what the fuck is happening? I, I, I felt like I was in a pit of tar, like I couldn't get out. And I just started praying. It just hurts so bad. Like depression hurts, like physically, emotionally, mentally. And it just, it feels like you're in this tar pit and you want to get out so bad, but you can't. Like I'm even getting emotional now thinking how dark that place was. And I wasn't getting help because my shame and my guilt and the fact that my community 
really had never really put space for that. It was, I was trying to battle this all alone. And so I prayed and I said, God, please give me like, like just a moment of peace. I can't handle like everything that is coming for me. I just, it can't take this anymore. And as soon as I said that, it was like poof. Like all the feelings that I had and all the like agony and however I was feeling, it just all went away. And I remember getting up and being like, what is happening? But there was something in the back that was saying, like, you've been freed up, but this is momentarily. Like, you need to get up and go and figure out what is happening. And I did that. I started doing research. I started looking for books. I'm like, I've always loved books. And I was like, I can't be the only one that's ever, like, experienced this in in the entirety of life, right? So I found this book. It was called Transitions. It was written by this man, and he had written it, I want to say, maybe his 50s, 60s. And I really love that because this man had had this whole life, right? And he went and researched and, like, talked about family. And, like, he just had been through so much. So I really loved it, being that I was in my 30s, to read something from from this man who was 50s, 60s, you know, who could really talk about the transitions in life. Um, I really appreciate that. And he did a lot of his research and... Um, so that was something that I could like really appreciate. I was so grateful for that book because it helped me understand that what I was going through was completely normal. And it was even tribal. The only thing that we had lost in this modern age is the fact that we were so left to our own when it comes to transition and back, you know, tribes they had these whole ceremonies and they had the whole community and everybody was supporting you in these transitions you know and we just didn't do that and I think that's why it is so hard now in you know modern times because we don't have that support of the community and we don't gather together when people are having these very difficult transitions to to help guide and also to help celebrate because it is something to celebrate you know we're evolving at this point um but I I did find him and I found a woman and they were, you know, they were, it was a white man and a white woman, which is, you know, it's fine. It's information, right? But just for me, I just like my podcast and the reason I had started my podcast was because I wasn't seeing enough um, BIWOC entrepreneurs in the podcast world and I wanted to to create a platform for that, right? And I was thinking this, we don't have enough women um, women of color like speaking on transition and there's not enough information out there about this and so I started that like that mission I had started my podcast seven eight years ago um, because of diversity because to increase those stories those numbers on the podcast world and now I wanted to bring these women on and I wanted them to talk about their journey journeys, excuse me. Um, still, of course, I had entrepreneurial spirit, spiritpreneurs, creatives. But now I really wanted to talk about that journey and the inner work and the healing and about therapy and the spiritual work that it really takes. Because I think we just see, you know, from here and then we're over here and everything's great. But we won't really talk about the middle, the in-between, about what it takes to get there. Um, and part of me having the women come on and talk about their journeys and now sharing mine is number one, that life transition is completely normal. And number two is that I don't want anybody to have any more breakdowns in order to have a breakthrough. It's times that 
for us, I feel like I really wanted to use my platform to help us get educated so, so that we can get knowledge and we could also get inspiration from other women that look like us in our community, that understand our culture, that understand what we go through, that understand that for many, it's so layered, right? For me as an immigrant, it's layered, but there's other women that have even a lot more barriers in in you know, the BIPOC community, women and men, that it's so layered and I can't even begin to to even fathom what people with more stuff must have through like endure to get over those patterns and habits and um society and like just all this all this stuff that goes on and I and I wanted to start talking about it um for me you know we we don't have the support or know where to get it at times and I think it's important that something outside of ourselves within this time keeps us accountable you know it gives us support um helps helps us guide us through the process and I certainly wish that I had had that but I didn't know I didn't know what I didn't know so what I did was I I created this course you know I got to this point I was like I'm going to create the course that I would have loved to have had and I'm going to start doing the workshops around the community and have in and online and I know that when I was doing it in my depression I was losing everything I didn't have the money to pay for a course um I needed to go searching for books and and try to get it for free right um and I know that many of us may not be able to afford a course so what can I do right what can many of us do we can do workshops you know we can definitely listen to podcasts um, get on our social medias and start um, listening to pot you know podcasts and things like that for free right and that's my mission is about now about being able to articulate that where I was and being more open and jumping on this podcast and being able to talk about that journey. For me, identity loss was very, very difficult. It was a very, very dark place. It was not knowing myself, grasping onto anything that I could, anyone, anyone would say anything. And I would just, you know, I just felt so empty, so meaningless, so just lost and out of place and in the next episode that I'm going to do I'm going to talk about getting unstuck you know how did I get unstuck how did I start taking those places but if you are someone that is feeling stuck you know and you want to get more clarity and you feel like you're grasping at things and that you're losing everything I want to I want to to give you some some hope you know, not not even like, oh, I'm your hope, nothing like that. No, I want to give you hope that there's information out there and it's free and there's knowledge out there to be had. It can start, if you're listening with, to this podcast, it could start with me. It could start with the women that come on, listening to their stories, going back, listening to other podcasts that resonate with you, that that is a call to you. That is keep your hope. You know, that's one thing that I think when it comes to identity loss or transition, the biggest, I, w- I, I don't know if danger is the, is the right word, but the biggest danger is when you lose your hope. When you have absolutely nothing, you've lost everything. Losing your hope is the worst because then you don't even hope to get out of it. There's nothing out there and you're just reaching and you're floundering and it's just a really hard place to be. 
And so just know that it gets better. And even if you're now in a, in a place where, you know, it's, it's not this bad, I'm not, you know, losing my apartment and all this stuff. I'm just, I'm happy. I want to validate that. I want to validate that you can have everything you set out to have and you can still be unhappy because you are meant for more. You're not just meant to go to school, have this thing, fill out, you know, this checklist. You're meant to have purpose and passion in your life. You're meant to have that happiness, you know, and that joy. And yes, that's not 100% of the time because we're human, but there is a space where you can have peace and a foundation and go back to it. And then be able to have all those feelings and have all these things taken away and not, you know, be tied to anything and go back to that essence of you and knowing that your purpose and that you're meant for more. And if you're asking for more, even if everything outside of yourself looks like you have quote unquote everything, I want to validate that, that you're, you're wanting you not being happy and you wanting to be, be in purpose and be living from your truth and your essence and your transparency, I want to validate that, that that's okay and you're in a life transition and something is asking more of you. And if you're listening to this, then this is part of validating you. And if you're in the other side where everything is not making sense and you're losing, this is also a validation to you um, to let you know, like you're in a life transition, you're losing your identity, but you're never losing your essence and your connection to your higher source, whatever you believe that is. That, I will tell you, is your certainty. You, your essence never goes anywhere. The essence of your being and your connection to your higher source, that never goes away. You can never lose that, ever. And it's finding that way back to your essence and to your connection to your higher source that is everything. And that will give you peace in the midst of absolute war in your head or in your world or chaos that will bring you back to that. So I just, I want to say that um, the next episode I will, I'm trying to keep these short. I will be talking about getting unstuck. I'll be talking about the four cycles of transformation. I'll be talking a lot more because this is another platform that I have and that I feel that you guys can get to know me more. You guys can learn more about yourself, see yourself on this platform. But I will say this, that if you are feeling stuck, you want to you know that you're not alone. I will link my free one-on-one for you to get clarity on the show notes. Please feel free to reach out. Please feel free to talk to a trusted friend please go out there and seek therapists there are many therapists that work for free talk to someone even if you just have one session one friend that is my homework for this podcast if you're in that place go talk to one trusted friend go talk you know it talk or have one session with a therapist a counselor or even i would encourage you to write it down in a journal all your feelings so that you get that validation get that story outside of yourself so that you're just not holding it in and i i i want that to put that in homework if this has resonated for you definitely do one of those three or four things that i mentioned i will talk to you guys soon thank you thank you so much for listening thank you for supporting the podcast thank you for any way that you have ever supported the work I do 
And again, I hope you have an amazing week and stay tuned for the second episode where I will be talking about how I got unstuck.